Hello guys and welcome back to the RS Weekly Podcast with me Reese And me Sam. Yeah, welcome. How are you doing? I am buzzing for this one man. Yeah, buzzing. Um, just as a quick note guys, we bring this podcast to you as part of our main sponsor in conjunction with sixmedia.co.uk for sprucing up your business's needs. Yeah, leave link down in the description. Yeah, we are going to leave the link in the description. We'll also mention it at the end of the podcast. We will. Shall we crack on? Yes, we shall. The Premier League is, is back. And I cannot back wait. with a bang. Yes, we have been absolutely buzzing to do this podcast. We have been buzzing all week. From Monday, we have been buzzing. Yeah, as soon as we, well, pretty much as soon as we found out the Premier League had a date to return, we was like kids at Christmas who's just got a new bike. set of Lego yeah. or a bike. Yeah, I cannot wait to get into this. So shall we start? Shall we start? Yes, we shall. Yeah, so we'll go on to the Wednesday games. These two are the games that should have been played um, just before all this coronavirus yes. happened. So we'll get on with them and then we'll get on to the actual ones that we should let the whole 20 yeah, games. Yeah, I think the City-Arsenal game was on the day when they announced it the was, lockdown, wasn't it? Was, it? But I the, think so. It, no, no. Um, it chucked, I think it pissed it down, I think, and the game got called off. It was... I think it was Waterloo Pictures on a summer. It was something to do with that. But anyway, we'll get on to the um, first game, which is the 6pm game, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. This is Wednesday evening, isn't yes, it? Yes, so this is the Wednesday evening games. These are the two games that should have been played cool. before this coronavirus cool. happened. Good so to go. Let's start with the Wednesday night's game, 6pm, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass this over to you first because I'm still not sure about this one. Before anyone asks, Ben and Jack didn't get back to us in time, but we are going to add their results on tonight, so I will get theirs up. But they haven't actually responded back to me, so we're just going to do mine and Reese's for now, and then um, when we next get a podcast out, we'll get theirs in, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Just get it in. So, um, yeah, I went for a 2-0 Sheffield United win here. I mean, I don't know how the player's going to react after all this coronavirus. No, and this is, I was just, well, pretty much you took the words right out of my mouth. With this being the first game after lockdown, I really aren't too sure on how this is going to go. Um, I said a 1-1 draw in this one, just because with the players being out for so long, the Premier League has had a lot of coverage recently for the returning date and things, but I still don't feel like the players are as prepared as what the Bundesliga was. I can't help that. I've just got this overriding feeling they wasn't as prepared for it. I could be wrong. I hope I am wrong. I want it to be a six-goal thriller with four red cards, three yellow cards. Do you know what I mean? I'd love it to be an entertaining game. I just think with it being the first game after lockdown, the big thing here, guys, Aston Villa need points. Yeah. I mean, I think Sheffield United are going to... I think they're going to finish off where they left off. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to come back from... Chris Wilder will not let their standards drop. No, will he help? I mean, Chris Wilder's a cracking man. I think, if I'm honest, it's between him and Jurgen Klopp to get manager of the year. It's just a shame that uh, Scousers have ran away with the league this year because I think if they didn't, he'd definitely be manager of the yeah, year. Yeah, 100%. Mate, 100%. Right, and, and well-deserved as well, yeah. I might add. Well so I deserved. said 2-0 uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, I said 1-1. One, one. Um, I can see why he went Sheffield United win because they are a strong side. Um, with it being the first game back, I went safe with a 1-1 one, one draw, but... I'm sure we will see in the very, very near future. I think if it was the fans in the ground at Villa Park, different. Story. It might have been a different story, and yeah. I might have said something different. But no, because there's no fans, 
and especially with the whole end not rocking. That's a huge part of Villa. Exactly. In their running, that would have been a huge part of their season, having the yeah. whole ten bouncing. 100%, mate. That, that, um, that's the only reason I've gone for a 2 0 Sheffield United win. Well, I can understand why. And Sheffield United, after. I don't think there was one person in this country that was that was expecting them to do what they've done this year. I, I, I'll be honest, at the start of the season, I tipped them for relegation. I did. Because I looked at their squad. They was good last year, very good in the championship. What probably apart from Norwich, there was the best side in it, mm. and even that was debatable at times. But honestly, Sheffield United, what a credit to the Premier League they've been this season. They've got overlapping centre half, Sam. I know you've got Jack O'Connell who's popping up on the left wing. And like, how Chris do they Basham. do this, Chris Basham? Oh, they're mental. But the thing is, it works so well. Yep. What they've done, and it's unbelievable to watch it. They've had some great results this season as well. Well, I mean, look, United, when we, when because I'm a Man United fan, when we played them at Bramall Lane, we were so lucky to get a 3-3 draw out of that game because they peppered us for about 60 minutes. I was at Warren Lodge with uh, Gads and Willow and Zach and that watching it and couldn't believe how well Sheffield United played. Oh, they Man play United. unbelievable football. The, the, the one thing they do... And one thing Chris Wilder will never, ever let go is the work ethic. Yeah. They're not allowed to drop standards. Um, I can see him scoring Wednesday night Yeah, to open the Premier League games up. Oh. I can definitely see uh, I can definitely see there being goals in the game. So we're still awaiting Jack and Ben's predictions for this one. Yeah, we'll get them in tonight or something. So we're going to quickly move on to the quarter past eight kickoff. Is there even a difference in this game? Because Man City play about no fans anyway, so oh. I don't see them being. I don't oh. see them being a thing. Though. I'm sorry to many Man City fans, but hang on, they don't have no fans anyway. Hang on. Sorry, no, just my feelings. Are, yeah, my feelings <laughs> suck it. Um, Man City versus Arsenal. They used to play in front of no fans, as you say. Um, no so atmosphere. No. no I'm sorry to any Man City fans, but it's so true. I'm not. Um, you've gone for a three 0 City win. Yeah, I think City are too strong for Arsenal. I really that, that some of the players the City have got is it's ridiculous. I think uh, it all depends on City's attitude. We all know that Liverpool are going to win the league. Oh, God. Oh, don't ever make me say that again, please. But look, Arsenal. Th- I think the squad they've got they're more than capable of going there and getting a result. But that City team, if they even play at seventy percent of what they can. To their full potential, mate, I think Arsenal are in for a tough night, to be honest. Yeah, I um, agree. The thing is with City, you know, it's the same as Pep's Barcelona and Bayern. You know they're going to play the same way. Mm. They're not going to change. So it's about Arsenal and how they come and adapt to the football that City play, really. Because if Arsenal try to play them at their own game, they'll get picked off, won't they? Get battered. Um, if they did that, I think it'd be a long, long night for uh, Arteta's Arsenal. Definitely. Um, you've gone three 0 I said two one, just with it being the first game back after the lockdown for both teams. I went for a two one City win. That could be a banana skin that one, but I, I'm trying to play it a little bit safe. I think you'll get a better, we'll get a better idea in week two and three yeah. of lockdown rather than the first few games. But with that being said, we have a job to do, and that's predict the score. So I've gone two one, and you've gone three nil. I have. Moving on. To Friday, there isn't a game on Thursday in the Premier League. However, the action gets underway again. Friday night, six pm, Norwich City against Southampton. This, 
Yeah, I wasn't sure about this one either. It's not going to be an entertaining game, I can tell you that, but I don't care because it's the Premier League and it's back. Yeah. I mean, Norwich fighting for relegation. I think I think they're well and truly gone. Like I've said it in previous podcasts, I think Norwich are well and truly gone. Southampton on the other hand. What a turnaround. I've listened to podcasts recently. As you know, I listen to BBC Five Live's Football Daily pretty every other day when it, when it gets released. They have... All praise Southampton, and in particular Ralph Hassenhutl. That 9-0 loss at home to Leicester, a lot of chairmen would have fired the gun then. They would have really just gone, right, do you know what? We've got an absolute humiliation job on at home against Leicester. Lost 9-0. It would have been very easy for him to pull the trigger after that. And thank God they didn't, because what a, what a good team Southampton look when they play some uh, football. He deserves a huge amount of credit, you know, Sam. And I don't think people realise just how much of a good a job he's done. To turn it round from that, after being one of the worst... it's Well, it's joint equal, the worst result in Premier League history. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And to think where they've come from there, to get to where they are now... Brilliant job. What a job he's done. Um, yeah. And I, I do commend him. And I think he's a good manager. He's, he is a very good manager. I mean, when they went to Leicester, at Leicester, I think they beat him 2-1, I believe. And they looked so much better yeah, compared to it, last time Well, they they, there was a lot of things, weren't they? They turned it round from yeah. the game that they played at St Mary's. Yeah. Um, they turned it round and gone to Leicester and got a result. To be honest with you, Hassan doesn't get enough credit, I think. He doesn't get what he deserves because he's turned it. He's turned the ship round there. They've got a real handy squad now. Question for you: If you were Southampton owner after that Leicester game, what would you have done to the manager? Would you have I, kept I, him or would I you wouldn't have him? sacked him. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Because look, it's very easy to sit here and say I wouldn't do it when you're running a football club. You're under a lot of pressure. I understand that, but you've got to look at the job that he did, keeping him up last season when he came in. Yeah, all right. It was humiliating at home. I watched. I saw the highlights of the game. It was embarrassing, like for large parts of that game, as obviously the scoreline suggests. But what he's done so far for him, you look at what he's trying to do as a whole. He deserves time, and that's what he's been given. And now look, they're reaping the rewards. They never look. I'm, I'm not being. You know, they're not going to win leagues. They might get in fire in the cup competitions, but at the end of the day, mate, from where they was, what a far cry it is now to what it was after that 9-0 defeat. Mm. Um, just getting into the scores, you said 2-0 Southampton. Yeah, I think I think Southampton will beat Norwich. I Norwich. think if, if Southampton turn up on Friday and they play the football that they've been playing up until the lockdown... I think they'll beat Norwich. If they can get Danny Ings the ball, there you go. But I, I, because Norwich City technically are still in the hunt to survive in the Premier League, I went for a 1-1 draw. With it being the first two, with them, them two clubs in particular being the first game back after lockdown, that's why I said a 1-1 draw. Um, I think both is possible, though. I think I could see Southampton turning up. If they play well, they'll score. Yeah. I think the fans make a like we've always said. Fans are going to make a difference. They are without no fans, it's going to be tough for both teams. It is. It is. I think it probably favours the away side in every fixture when you're playing away from home and there's no fans. Mm. Essentially, it favours you really. Yeah. That's what you got to lose. You ain't got the crowd on your back. So, 
Yeah, we've gone for you went for two nil Southampton and I went for one one. I did, mate. Moving on to the next game on Friday, eight eight fifteen p.m. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur against Man United. Your boys, mate. Well, what a first game to come back to after lockdown. Yeah. Couldn't really ask for much better because I've seen all the things that are coming out of the United camp. Big Paul back in training, and I think he played a part in the West Brom game the other day. Mm. Uh, linked up well with Bruno. I think them two together could cause a lot of teams' problems, and I think it's what we've been missing for Paul to play alongside somebody like Bruno Fernandes. Having said that, Tottenham have got a point to prove because they've been poor. By their standards, they've been awful this season. Very inconsistent. Mourinho's got a big job on his hands in the summer. I mean, it's against his old club as well. Mm, yeah. Friday night. It, it is. is. I went for a 1-1 draw with this one. And again, following the same theme as the Norwich-Southampton game, with it being the first game, they won't want to lose. And Man United especially won't want to lose because they're still chasing fourth. So... I can see what I I went for a one one draw. You went for a two one United win. Yeah, I think I think United might just scrape this. You know, just a question for you: Do you think Paul's going to start alongside Bruno? No, no. Uh, I think the midfield for United will be Bruno, Scotty, Mack, and Fred. I think that's your front. I think that's your midfield there. I think Bobber will probably start on the bench, and I think Rashford will start. I've what a better, by the way, just as you've said that, that's just remember what a bonus it is to have him back. By yeah, the way, definitely because we missed him yeah. quite bad. Um, he's become a massive, massive player for that football club in the short space of time. Really, um, I'm a bit of a romantic when it comes to United. I was at his game when he broke through against Midtjylland in the uh, Europa League when he got a chance, um, and he's never looked back since. No, fair, fair play, play to the kid. I couldn't be happier for him. He's done some brilliant work in this lockdown. I fancy him to continue it on the pitch. Not sure it's going to be against Tottenham. He'll probably start on the bench, I think. You if anything. Yeah, I think he'll start on the bench. Um, just with him, with it being a competitive game, he's not had a really match sharpness, has he? Mm, I think true. it's a little bit early to chuck him back in. He'll probably bring him on at some stage, you'd imagine. Um, you went for a 2-1 United win. I went for a 1-1 draw. Aye, I did, mate. Um, From yeah. Saturday's games. Mm. Um, let's start for the Saturday game then. Half past 12 on BT Sport. Watford versus Leicester. Yeah, this this could go one or two ways, this. Nigel Pearson's old boys as well. Yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers will not settle for less than 100% in this. He will not want to lose to bottom of the league Leicester. No. Or near bottom of the league, should I say. Near bottom Leicester, near bottom Watford. No, near bottom... Yeah, sorry, near bottom Watford, sorry. Um... I don't think Brendan Rodgers is one of them managers to let your standards slip. He makes his teams turn up and makes them start from the first whistle. I can see a Leicester win in this. Um, I'll be honest, I think it's either going to be a tight couple of goals in it or Leicester could run riot if they start playing their stuff. Well, I've said 3-1 Leicester and you've said 2-1. I said 2-1 Leicester again following the same theme as the other games with it being the first but you just don't know do you no. because it, it, in the Premier League with there being no home advantage it could go anyway really it wouldn't surprise me if Leicester turned up and scored three or four mate because when they start playing football when you've got someone like Jamie Vardy and Madison yeah and Madison like and Didi yeah. and chips in with a few a season um, Damari Gray the list goes on for Leicester I mean they are building a proper squad now aren't they 
Oh yeah, hundred percent, mate. And the, the back line's ridiculous as well. And you got like well, Ricardo. I mean, look at you, you'd have thought right that with Maguire leaving in the summer, it would leave a huge hole for Leicester. Soyuncu Chu's been just as good as Maguire. If anything, I think Leicester have improved since Maguire left. Mm, uh, in form, maybe on the team sheet, no. Does that make sense? So, like, yeah, if yeah. you look at the team on paper, it hasn't improved it. It's probably level to what it was when he left. But form-wise, they've been brilliant. But don't forget, they had a full pre-season under Rodgers and they've started the season well and they're in the Champions League places, which they deserve as well. And I will say that. I think they they're do third in the league, aren't third. they? Third. Fair play to them. And to be fair, if, if, it, if it weren't for City picking up some form again, they'd still be second. Yeah. To behind Liverpool. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, we're getting moving on to the next one of the Saturday games. Three o'clock kickoff: Brighton and Hove Albion versus the Arsenal. It keeps on coming, doesn't it? Yeah, Brighton versus Arsenal. This is going to be a. <sighs> this is going to be a very weird game because Arsenal lost to Brentford in pre-season. We have a full-strength side, mm. and Brighton have got a few players out due to the coronavirus. This yeah, is going to be this that. is going to be a very weird game to watch. Now, we've both gone for Arsenal wins. I've said 2-1 Arsenal and you've said 2-0. Mm. However, I think this could reverse as well. I think Brighton could snatch, snatch three points in this game. You, you don't know. Do you know what the problem is for me with Brighton? They don't score enough. No. The, 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 that's been their problem since they came into the Premier League. They do not score enough goals. Do you know what I never quite understand? Why the lone Anthony Knockout? I, I never understand no, that. I, I think there's got to be something else in that because... Knockout on his day is the best player that Brighton have got, mm. honestly. And, I, and to be fair, I like the look of Trossard, who plays for Brighton. Yeah. I like the look of him at the start of the season. He got injured, and he's been out a while. Mopay. Yeah, Neil Mopay. Good signing from Brentford. Scored a lot of goals for Brentford. Um, and I remember when he was coming through as an under-21 international with France. And to be fair, the guy was decent. Like I saw him at the um, the under-21 tournament a few years back, and he was decent, like... Um, I've gone for a 2-0 win Arsenal because I think their football will be a little bit too much for Brighton to handle but it's again it's the same problem isn't it Brighton in front of fans when they need a result is going to be so much better than playing in front of nobody exactly mate this one, this one I'm saying you can't you can't you can't go off results like this because there's no fans and your fans are your third are your second are your um, 12th man this, I think we're going to see a, a big difference in Teams without fans. Yeah, uh, you think so, don't you? I mean, God, it's, I feel for Brighton really because they're a really well-run football club. It's a big area as well. It's a massive area for a football club. You know, they've got a good fan base. I just think the Premier League. Look, they've done well to stay in it, but I think it's a step too far for them. They haven't got the squad to be able to compete, really. Um, which is a bit of a shame, but I think, I don't know, the the, the the chief exec or the chairman would probably tell you different with taking a 100 mil parachute payment and getting relegated, but I think it might help Brighton to go down and come back up again. Yeah. I mate, don't know, yeah. I, could, I could be hugely wrong in that, but I think it might do Brighton a favour to get back into winning ways again, because they just do not win enough games, they don't score enough, They've always struggled with that. Do you reckon they struggle to make that the championship? Uh, I do, yeah. I do think they'd struggle because they'll lose a lot of their international players that they've got. Let's face it, they've got some good players on the books. Ryan, <clears throat> goal. 
Matt Ryan, Neil Mope, Trossard yeah. will definitely leave. Um, oh, what's the lad in? Uh, Basuma, is it? Yes. Yeah, Basuma. He'll leave. You would yeah. have thought um, some big players in there, though. Yeah, there is, mate. There's some club. The Premier League clubs would be sniffing around him as well, thinking we could take him, and he'd be a good addition to the squad. Um, I'm just interested to see what happens with Brighton. But yeah, as I said, we've run through them results. Moving on to the 5.30 game on Saturday. West Ham United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. What are you saying for this, Samuel? West Ham need points. West Ham are desperate, mate. They're West Ham big, are big in trouble. big, big, big trouble. And like I said in, the pre- in one of the podcasts, West Ham need points. And if they get relegated then there'll be massive riots at West Ham. Can you imagine the scenes if they go down? Yes. There'll be riots everywhere. I mean, they just got a... They had a new stadium a few years back. They were fighting for Europa League at one point. Mm. And now With they're fighting Pat, for relegation. Yeah. It's... it's you, the thing is, mate, you don't understand what's going on behind closed doors at West Ham. You don't. I mean, West Ham are a big club. They are. They are. They've brought, and... they brought up some big players in Lampard, John uh, Terry... Joe Ferdy, Cole, Ferdinand, Ferdinand, players like that. And it's a shame to see West Ham where they are. I think the problem is, it's the, and let's not forget, the owners have pumped a hell of a lot exactly. of money in last summer. Pellegrini, mate, was the one that started all this. I don't think Pellegrini was up for that job. I don't think he realised how difficult it was going to be being a West Ham manager. And that's coming from a guy that won the league with City. Exactly. Um, I'll be honest with you, mate. West Ham, they are in dire straits. They really are. They, oh God, it almost saddens me, mate, because the size of that football club, they should not be struggling like that. I think the way they've been run leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. Wolves, on the other hand, are a team that are definitely on the up. What? Look at them. What can we say about Wolves? What can we say? Well, I went to the United Wolves game in February. I remember I texted you saying I've got tickets for the Wolves game at home. I went on my own and I sat there and watched. Every single bit of Wolves' game. Because I tell you now, they are a team. If you're a coach or a young manager, if you model yourself on a team like that, you'll do well. Because they are so solid. And they've got, they're starting to build a proper squad now. Nuno Espirito Santo has got a great team there. Well, what do you think is going to happen in the summer with Santo? Because I'll be honest clubs, with you, Clubs mate. will be coming sniffering. Oh, of course they will. But it's if you'll want to go. It wouldn't surprise me if big clubs like your Benficas, your Portos, come calling again. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. And you'd find it hard to turn that down as well. Mm. With you being from Portugal and growing up there and playing through them sort of teams, it's hard to turn them down when they come calling again. But look at the project that he's got at Wolves. There is no end to where they could finish up, by the way. Uh, all right, fair enough. They haven't got the finances of like your Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Arsenal, teams like this and Liverpool. But they're building a proper football side. They really are. Um, I'm very, I'm really, really impressed with Wolves. To I, say the every least. time Wolves play them, I get excited to watch them just because of how well, just because of how well they play and what they've got. There. And I will tell you something as well. The best player on the pitch when we played him at Old Trafford, Raul Jimenez. Yeah, you couldn't get any. They couldn't get anywhere near him. So I mean, underrated. He, I know he is criminally so underrated. underrated. Criminally underrated. He really should be on the pip, on the tip of people's tongues when you're talking about top Premier League strikers. The guy's proved it now. You know, he's. I think he's done enough to. <laughs> Wolves fans aren't going to like me for this. I think he's probably done enough to suggest he he deserves a move somewhere. United. On United. Well. 
I wouldn't say no. Put it that way. Great striker. He's so underrated. Oh, he's criminally underrated. He's good in the air. Yeah. He's quick across the ground. He's strong. He brings other people into play. He can get ahead of ball. He, as, as I said, he, he brings other people in. There's no end to where that guy can go, I'm telling you. It wouldn't surprise Even if someone like City come in calling for him, it wouldn't surprise me. But what do you want to go to City and sit on the bench then? No, but I'm saying that's... It wouldn't surprise me if these type of clubs came in for him. Mm. I'm not saying spe- City yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah, I know what you mean. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's go on to the score predictions for this one then. Yeah, you said 3-1 to Wolves and I said 2-1 Wolves. I think Wolves are going to walk all over West Ham. Well, look, Wolves... I can understand why West Ham, they are in dire straits, mate. If they go down, mate, there will be questions of why, how and where. Mm. Where did it go wrong? Yeah. Why has it gone wrong? Yeah. And how has it gone wrong? Just unbelievable. I mean, they spent, I think it was like £45 on a striker in Sebastian Halal. And then they spent so much money on... Uh, not Lanzini, uh, Philippe Anderson. And what worries me, if they go down, how realistically, how many of them players are going to stay? Half the squad. Half the squad will go. Well, and Anderson it. will go straight away. Yeah. I can guarantee you he will Sebastian go. Sebastian Halle will be going. I'm not sure about Lanzini, you know, because I think he owes a little bit to West Ham. Well, With his injury record, yeah. I think he owes a little bit to West Ham because they've kept him all that time. Well, this is what I'm saying. Injuries have cost Lanzini, I think. He's a great little player as I well. I mean, I can... I can I could probably name about 10 players at that West Ham club that won't be there next season. I don't think Anderson. Fabianski. No. Uh, Ogbonna. No. Um, Zabalata won't be there. Diop. It's a Diop will yeah. definitely not be there. Um, Declan Rice, probably not. No. Jack Wilshire. Well, I think the, the well, Wilshire situation is a little bit weird, different. But but yeah. Matt no- well, I think Matt Noble will be there because he's a, he's, a, he's a Cockney through and through. Oh, he'll stay. Um, why, why would he want to leave that? He loves yeah. West Ham and they love him. Aaron Quest, Aaron, Aaron Quest, Cre- Questwell. I don't know, Questwell. Quest, Questwell. Aaron Creswell, I don't think he'll be there. Uh, Ryan Fredericks. I mean, the, the list goes on, mate, of players that could leave next season if West Ham go down. The only way they'll stay is if they got offered a monstrous contract. Exactly, which they won't. It'll be such a shame to see West Ham go down, mate. It really will be. But on the other hand, Wolves, I really hope they get that. Europa League spot again next season. Well, well, it's looking like they will. I mean, to be fair, it's not outside the chances of getting the Champions League spot because United are still Wolves aren't that far behind United, mm. and we're we're still chasing fourth. So there's no reason why they can't do it. They've got enough game time left to to yeah. do it. Um, we'll be in, I'll be interested to see what happens on Saturday because I tell you, I'm looking forward to that one, especially the West Ham Wolves game. Um, Moving on to the last kickoff on Saturday, Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace. I reckon this is the banana skin, you know. Yeah. I reckon this out of all of them of the weekend's games, including Monday, I think this is the banana skin. Yeah, I agree, mate. I've, I mean, I've gone for a draw. I've gone straight down the middle. I've gone one-one. I'd... It's one of them games that you just you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to turn up. No. Zaha could, couldn't turn up. You never both, know. Both mate. teams. If both teams start well. It could be any score. Exactly. Bournemouth can't stop conceding goals, and Palace—they're pretty well defend. They're a pretty well organized defensive unit, but you'd say they lack a bit going forward. Yeah. And if Zaha isn't playing, obviously we don't know that he's looking like he's going to play. But you can't rely on Ben Teke, can you? So you're looking at well, Jordan Ayew. Yeah, at a push. Yeah. Jordan Ayew at a push. He's a good player. He is I rate him. But if you're relying on him to get goals, then I think you might come up short, to be honest. I think Crystal Palace struggle for a striker. 
Well, it's an it's an area. It's it's kind of a, it's quite ironic, really. Alexander Soloff didn't score in twenty five games for Crystal Palace. He has twenty five goals this season for Trabzonspor in Turkey. He's got more than what Palace have actually as a Premier League yeah. team. He's got more goals in his season than Palace have scored at all. That says everything, really. Um, I think they need to get him back in the summer and have a proper look at him. Yeah, because they're going to struggle otherwise. Yeah, I said one nil Bournemouth on this game to beat Bour- uh, to beat Crystal Palace one nil. You said one one draw. Yeah. I can see why. I can see why you've gone one one. Uh, it's going to be one of them games, right? Like I said, it's going to be one of them. You don't know what's going to happen in it. Could be any result. It could be. For all we know, is it could be a five five draw. The only thing I'd say is, regardless of no home advantage, Bournemouth need the points. They are going to go down if they don't get a result. It will be a shame to see Bournemouth go down as it well. It will, because I like them. Out of the other teams down there, I'd prefer Bournemouth to stay in the league. And I love Eddie Howe as well. Yeah, I do. Because I don't think he'll stay. If, no, it, if, they get, if they go down, I don't think he'll still be there next no. season. I'd like to think he would, but I don't... In, in all honesty, if I'm listening to my head and not my heart, he won't be there next year. Fingers are where's he going to go. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? Exactly. Um, yeah, I went 1-0 Bournemouth when you went 1-1. Mm. So we'll see how that one plays out. That's a potential banana skin, that one. Aye. Moving on to Sunday's game, two o'clock kickoff. Newcastle United versus Sheffield United. Discuss, my little Geordie friend. Yeah, my boys against the Blades. I mean, I've seen some of the highlights from friendly games. I mean, we've not played anyone big. We've played like Holland. I can't remember. Oh, Middlesbrough. We beat them both. Um, Joe Linton's he scored a friendly, he scored in a friendly fair play like but um, I have actually backed Sheffield United this game yeah I couldn't believe it the if, only... if you guys could have seen my face when he said I'm going for 2-0 Sheffield United my jaw dropped the, only, the only reason I've gone 2-0 Sheffield United is because the fans make such a difference at uh, St James's Park obviously you've never been I've been I, I, I go all the time it's, it'll make such a difference at St James's part about the fans. This this is why, and I'm not being biased to Newcastle, but that that's what makes Newcastle as a club the fans. No, it is. Of course, and, it is. and without the fans, then players are going to struggle. Quick question for you: Do you think it'll play a part that Sheffield United have already played a game by the time they play Newcastle? Yes. Yeah, I, I do. Just think because that. they know what it's going to be like. I, I think because they have a game... With, especially with two two away games as well. Well, I think, to me, like regardless of whether they're playing home or away, I think the advantage is that Sheffield United have already got 90 minutes under the belt mm. and they've played a game already because it gives the players a little bit of match sharpness, whereas Newcastle are coming into that having not played for three or four months. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've played, we've played, we've played. Yeah, I know. But, but not, we're not like... You can't really count them, them no, friendlies, no. though. I mean, United got lost at home to West Brom... Arsenal got beat at home to Brentford. Them things can happen in friendlies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'd, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I went for a 1-0 Sheffield United win just because, basically, they've already played after the lockdown period and they've got that bit of match sharpness that Newcastle maybe, well, they might not have. You went 2-0. The thing is, if if the fans was there... I'd have backed Newcastle all the way, mm. and you know I would because they're my team. I, I, I adore them, but without no fans, I've got to go for the Blades. 
like you said, they've played already. Newcastle haven't. It's it's one of the biggest things when yeah. you go to St James's Park. You it's know, the fans. Because if, if Newcastle are playing well and then fans get behind them, it's a very hard place to go and play exactly. football because the fans are almost on top of you, aren't yeah. they? That's how they make you feel when the crowd's behind the team. Um, I mean, I, I, I went for a Sheffield United win, but that one is... I'm interested in that game. I mean, to be fair, I'm going to say I'll watch it. I'm watching all these games. But, I'll um, I might not watch the Everton-Liverpool. But, um, yeah, I mean, Newcastle, they're safe, really. Oh, yeah. We were so, safe before all this happened anyway, mate. But another thing as well, Sheffield United chasing Europe. Yeah. That's a big thing as well. Yeah. So, we're going to have to see how that one plays out, but... Yeah, interesting things to come from Sheffield United, I think, and Newcastle by the looks of it. Well, we won't talk about that, let's just get into the next game. Anyway. I'm sick of talking about um, it. Moving on to the quarter past four kickoff, Aston Villa versus Chelsea. This is also on Sunday. I went for a 2-1 Chelsea win and you went for a 3-1 Chelsea win. Discuss. Villa have already played by this point. Chelsea haven't. I still think Chelsea are going, to, are going to be too strong for Villa. Even though Villa are going to be chasing for safety, I just I think Chelsea are going to be way too strong for them. Um, with this one, I want sure because the remote the romantic in me would like to think that Villa will stay up. The only problem being that Chelsea now, on the back of signing Hakim Ziyech. On the back of looking like they're going to sign Timo Werner, I think that could give him a little bit of a boost from now to the end of the season. I wouldn't begrudge him getting in the Champions League because over the season they probably deserved it. But, I don't know. I, I said a 2-1 Chelsea winning this one, but I could see Villa getting a result at the same time. I wasn't quite sure which way to go. I know Sean Phillips will be screaming at the video saying, Chelsea win, you knobhead. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, Aston Villa, you went 3-1 Chelsea. Yeah, I Interesting, think Chelsea going to be too strong for him, mate. Especially mm. if Abraham's on fire as well. He's, he's no, he knows how to play against Villa, because obviously he played from last season. Yeah. I've gone back in Chelsea on this one, mate. Yeah, I, I wouldn't surprise, it wouldn't surprise me if Chelsea won. I'd like him not to, so we've at least got a chance of getting fourth. Um, yeah, that one is another one. I think that's a banana skin, that one. That's another potential banana skin. Yeah. We'll we are doing to... we are doing points on this as well, guys. Just so you yeah, learn. as all as we've done on the German Bundesliga podcast, we're also going to be um, tallying up this one as part of the predictor as well. So, should we move on to the next game? Not really, but let's get into well. It. No, I don't really want to, but we'll cover it anyway. Sunday, seven o'clock kickoff. Everton versus those. So yeah, Liverpool. Is that is that the name? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Now sorry, I didn't realise. Um, you said one-one draw. Discuss. I f- I generally think this is going to be a draw. This, I really do. No fans. Liverpool are going to struggle. I know what I want. I mean, I know I know what I want, but I can't see it happening. I know what I want. Whether really, I'm really gonna. Want. I'm gonna go. I can't. I can't go with Liverpool to win this. I can't. You know, um, you know why, but unfortunately, I'm to contradict myself completely, I went for a two-one Liverpool, a Liverpool winning this. I just think that because they know they need to win, they will win the game, and that's that's honestly my honest assessment. 
because they know they need to win and they've got a chance of winning the league if City don't get results elsewhere they can win the league and I think that'll be enough for them I think that'll carry them through do you, rec- do. Do you reckon any fans will turn up to this? no truthfully no I don't think so I think there is well, just, they're, just they're, because, absolutely, they're idiotic if they do. Just because Liverpool haven't won the Premier League for however long, or they haven't won years. the league for so long, to win it in your, ba- in, in your neighbour's back garden, I, I, yeah, I, but, I, I but, generally think there's fans going to turn yeah, up to but, this. And I will, and, and I say this with a capital B, U and T, they will ruin it for everybody else if they turn up to that football match mm. because there's a chance... That if they do that, the whole season will be cancelled. Yeah. Because the government will look at it and say, right, well, it's not safe to do it. Your fans can't be trusted. What did we say about football fans? Can't be trusted. Yeah. We'll just cancel it. Cancel the league and you won't win the league. Please the walk, turn up. The walk, yeah, please the walk, turn the walk, up. Yeah, don't for the people's safety, but please turn up. Yeah. Don't, listen, you know don't I mean. listen to Reese. Don't turn up. Because I want to this league, I want the Premier League to carry No, on. no. It, like, all joking aside... Liverpool are going to win it anyway, regardless. They're going to win it, it's just where they're going to win it. Yeah, I'd prefer it if they didn't do it against Everton, to be honest. I mean, they cannot win... The, the thing is, they cannot win the league if City win oh, against I know. Arsenal. So I know, they're all, it's City all, have it all to depends on Arsenal. what City against, do yeah. against Arsenal. So, but, if, if, if I mean, it's going to be a big if. Liverpool fans are going to be looking at TV to, to be screaming at Arsenal to win the league. And if, if they do, they'll be hell at... Goodison Park on Sunday. Well, I'm all, telling you now, mate. All the Liverpool fans will be stuck to their 19-inch video TV combi. With the tyres in the background. Yeah, with the tyres in the background. and. I mean, we're not, we're not biased Liverpool, we just don't like them. Nah. Um, there's three things I hate in life. Death, taxes and Liverpool. So, um, yeah. I, I say all this, right? I have gone for a Liverpool win because I do think that when they know they need to win, they usually do. Um, yeah, I am... Slightly, well, I'm trying not to vomit in the background. Um, I should be ashamed of myself, really. But look, I just think Liverpool will pull it out when they need to. To be honest, I think they pull out a result when they really need to. And I'd love it if they didn't win the league at Liverpool. Can we leave it there? A Liverpool Evan. Well, they're going to win it at Liverpool. What they're going to they're going to win it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let's can we move on from this one? Because I don't yeah. want to talk about them anymore. Yeah, please. Um. <laughs> Last game that we're covering on the predictor. Monday night, 8 o'clock. Man City, Burnley. Discuss. I've gone 4-0 Man City. I went 3-1. I can't, I can't but, see Burnley beating this. And, and I will say, but it all depends. If City don't beat Arsenal and Liverpool win at Everton to win the league, City will not be playing their strongest team. No, they won't. I mean... Obviously, they don't know what's going on with this Champions League ban either. They don't know what's happening. Well, I mean, look, essentially, Sam, that court case is going to go on for ages. Mm. But the problem is, from a player, are you looking at it like, right, we don't know if we're going to be in the Champions League next season. We are still in the Champions League now. They've got the second leg to play against Real Madrid, which they look like they could go through. If you're a player and you know you're not going to be playing in the Champions League next year, what do you do? Do you down tool to get a move? Or do you do your best? Do your best, I think. There will be some players... There'll I be some think. players like De Bruyne, Sterling, players like that, Aguero. They'll want to out if they don't get Champions League. I'm not sure about... I know De Bruyne will definitely... De Bruyne go. will be out and I'll tell you where he'll go. He'll go to Liverpool. 
Liverpool will have him in an absolute No, no, no. I cannot see Kevin De Bruyne. You should be ashamed of yourself. I reckon that's... Honestly, mate. I do not think in one one way he will join Liverpool. Liverpool will come in for him, 100%, if, if it happens. I think they're going to have to contact the likes team. of Barcelona and Real Madrid for his signature. See, I don't think he'd go. He will I, get, I don't think he'd, I do. I don't, I don't think he would go. I don't. Because he'd looked at other players, or he'd spoke to Hazard and stuff like that over there, and he just said, oh, well, I'm not getting game time, so what's the point of you coming over here? You're not going to get played. Well... Yeah, but he would though, wouldn't he? Oh, he'd get played, yeah, you're, you're, telling, you're telling me he's not as good as Tony Cruz, Modric or Valverde? He's definitely better, he's better than Valverde. better than Valverde, 100%. Yeah, but can you imagine that midfield? De Bruyne and Modric and Cruz. Probably the best midfield in the world. On paper. Mm. You tell me who comes anywhere mm. near that midfield three. Barcelona. Not a chance. Uh, I love Barcelona, but no, not a chance. Not near them three. Bayern Munich. Not a chance. Name bigger players, mate. But, yeah. Yeah, Juventus. Juventus. No, No, I don't think they've got a strong midfield. But anyway, let's get off them. Um, De Bruyne, if if it did happen, mate, players would be out of there. Well, they will. You know, long story cut short... If players, if they don't get in the Champions League next year because of this ban, if the ban is upheld, there will be players leaving mm. because they'll want to play Champions League football. Can you see Aguero leaving? Mm-hmm. If they don't get Champions League, I can. Yep. I can. They'll go like Real Madrid or something. Well, the thing is, I think secretly he wants, because he loves it in Manchester, but he lives on his own. Exactly. That will play a part in it, I think, because if he has the chance to go back home, he will. Or maybe Barcelona would be a messy um, um, link. I, d- I don't know. Maybe five or six years ago he might have done, but I don't think he would now. I think he would. I, I think he'd can go you, stick. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Suarez, Messi, Griezmann, Aguero. Yeah. Name a better front four. Neymar, possibly, if he goes. <laughs> don't, name, <laughs> n- name a better front four than that. Can't exactly, and and Liverpool fans. Well, you can, you can, you can Liverpool fan. You, you can. No, if, I don't want to hear it. I you don't can. want to hear that. Better front for it now. You not can. It. Nope, nope. Sorry, not in a million years. I don't care who you are. If it was a front, what you say to if, me. If Werner had gone, yes, I'd have said I'd have said Liverpool with Mane, Firmino, Salah, and Werner. But Werner's not going there anymore. So that's good. <laughs> that's all good. But um, no, on a serious note. If City do get this ban, there'll be a few players out of that door. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. It's a shame, really, because... Look, the 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 noisy neighbours from across the city, right? I've been a Man United fan since I was a young lad. Like, very young. And I've seen what City have done in this last five or ten years. And fair play to the owners. They've transformed that football club into a powerhouse now. The youth academy's bang on. The facilities they've got, I have no, not many rival that. Next to nothing, can it? Yeah, it's it, it's next to perfect. Their facilities they have. They've got money beyond all belief. What they are careful with, <laughs> so to speak, apart from FFP. But anyway, they've got everything bang on. And the setup they have there is built for the next 10, 15, 20 years. If they continue to go at the same rate they are now... The only spanner in the works is Liverpool. Yeah. But, and I will go on record as saying this, 
Manchester City are better equipped for the next five, ten years than Liverpool are. Yeah. You, t- you tell yeah. me, right, what happens when Mane and Salah decide they want to go? Because they will not stay at Liverpool for the rest of their career. It will not happen. So what happens when they lose them two? Who on earth are they going to get in to replace them two? I mean, they've got young players coming through. Like, yeah, but are they but, of the but quality? But they're not as good as what? It's, it is tough, mate. I mean, Man City have got good. Yeah, but you... you uh, yes or no? Do you think Liverpool are better equipped than City in the next five to ten years? Yes. I don't. Not at all. I think they, I think they have. Just because Jurgen Klopp likes playing these young players... I mean, yeah, but, been, yeah, but can you see Klopp staying there that long? Because I can't. Yeah. I don't think he will. I don't. I think if 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 a team... I'm trying, I'm not, not, I'm trying not to be biased. Criticism. I'm trying not to be biased. because No, but I'm not being biased. That's just my opinion. I don't think Klopp will stay there for that long. I do. I think he'll stay for a while. And... Yeah, but determine a while. You're talking a while and then there's five to ten years. I'll mate. say ten years. I reckon he'll be there a good ten years. He'll get he'll get as many Premier League trophies under his belt as he can. He'll get as many Champions Leagues as he can and then that's when he'll go. That That's my honest opinion. He'll win the league this year and that'll be it. He'll want to kick on from there. But they're going to win the league. Yeah, but you've, st- you've still not answered my question. Do you think they are better equipped than Liverpool. Manchester City? Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Not at all. You're t- you're telling me the players at Liverpool have got coming through are better than the ones at Manchester City? Yeah. I don't think so. Not a chance. Not a chance. You go through that City Academy and you look at the players that they're producing every single year. And I'll even throw Chelsea into that mix as well. Chelsea are probably better equipped than Liverpool. Che- yeah, I will agree with you there. Chelsea have got a better academy than both of them two put together. I will agree I'm not with saying that. Liverpool aren't equipped for it, Sam, but what I'm trying to... I'm trying to put it in perspective for people that I th- I just personally feel that Chelsea and Manchester City are better equipped than Liverpool in the next five to ten years. I'm not saying about right now because it's quite obvious that Liverpool are streets ahead of everybody this year. But what I'm trying to say to you, Chelsea, for me, they've got the best youth system in the country. Well, it, 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 it's between them and Southampton because Southampton got a cracking uh, yeah, academy I mean, as well. Just on but they the scale but, of players that yeah. they produce... It's Chelsea. Yeah. They've got the best... And to be fair, it shows. With the amount they've won... At times they've won the Youth Cup with different players. hudson Adoy, Loftus-Cheek and players like them. Abraham, Mount, exactly. Tamari. Yeah, exactly. You can go on. They've all come through together. Yeah. Well, majority Reece of James. Them. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that Chelsea maybe don't have the team that Liverpool do, but they're certainly better, equi- better equipped in the long run. Um, and that's just my honest opinion. However... As I say, Liverpool are better equipped now because of the playing squad they've got. I don't think it helped Chelsea that they had this transfer ban. So the last season, or this season, they just kind of had to say, look, we're going to wing it this year. Because Fair play are. to them though, mate. Well, Fair yeah, play I mean, to Chelsea. They've done well to be where they are now. Of course they have. Yeah. Um, it's quite frustrating, really, after losing to United first game of the season, 4-0. And because United have been so indifferent this year... Although since Christmas we've been a hell of a lot better. Yeah. We're playing we've definitely been playing more consistently. We beat City away. We've beat them at home. Don't double over them. Yeah, first time in a long time. 
we've done the double over City first time in a very long time I don't think City turned up that second game though I didn't, I didn't look that interested compared to I the wouldn't say game. they're not interested I just think City have not been the same team all season because let's be honest <laughs> injuries cost them I think if I'm going to be honest with myself if City played like they did last year they don't United don't win two games against City although I think we'd have run them close but I don't think we beat them. In, we beat them twice in the same year, uh, home and away. I don't think we beat them. I just, I worry for City. I, I don't worry, but I do in another sense because it's not the great. It's not the best way to lose your players because of a Champions League ban, is it? Mm-mm. You'd prefer to lose them if they said, right, I've won leagues here. I've got to the final of Champions League, FA Cup, blah 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 blah. I want to go test myself at Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus, whoever it may be. I want to go test myself at them clubs. Not, uh, well, there was under a two-year Champions League ban, so I left. I would rather do it under other circumstances. It just depends, doesn't it? It does, mate. But yeah, going back on to the Burnley, Burnley Man City game, I said 4-1, you said 3-1. Yeah, I said 3-1 City. I could, I just think they're too strong. They're too strong for Burnley. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. So that's the end of the podcast, guys. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed this one. I know I did, especially with the return of the Premier League. Um, Hopefully we get your predictions in for these these, uh, weeks. Oh, we could say weeks, couldn't we? Weeks predictions. We'll say Wednesday to Monday. But yeah, like I say, guys, make sure you go over to Six Media. Check check, um, Check the website out. It's a really good website. It was the one that designed our logo for our youtube channel and our facebook channel make sure you go over to our facebook channel as well leave a like on that we're so close to 100 likes now uh, make sure you subscribe to this channel as well we're trying to hit 100 subscribers uh, make sure you leave a like as well and turn on that notification bell and for me and reese we're out of here yeah